Russian elites are allegedly planning to remove President Vladimir Putin, according to Ukrainian intelligence, with the successor already in mind. Japan opposes Russian withdrawal from World War II peace treaty over sanctions in Ukraine. And China, again, is getting sanctioned by U.S. over human rights abuses. The New York Times, they want to get rid of your First Amendment. And the globalist agency calls for energy lockdowns, including banning cars on Sundays to achieve climate gold. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Subliminal Message Studios. joining me ladies and gentlemen this is subliminal message studios and as always i am your host leonardo and we are in the news broadcast of this section guys and we have a lot to get to but before we really get into our world news um as promised i'm going to try my hardest to run down the local news and it just so happens and it always seems like um as soon as i start to cover the local news i don't know why i don't know if it's just my luck or whatever have you but whenever I get back and cover the local news, it, it always happens this way. There's always like a million things going on. And not to say that there's not, you know what I mean, like always, but um, holy hell, there literally always is. So guys, uh, kick it off as far as a local uh, side case. And, and honestly, these articles are going to keep on escalating, it seems like, the further it goes. Like when I was doing my um, little um, my, my um, research in the morning and you know, making sure that I have everything right and do sending my emails off and making sure I cover my own ass in the news that I'm bringing you guys. But um, as I was going through the local things, um, I crap you not, it seemed like it literally escalated more and more. Like it started with this and then it went here. And then I was like, okay, well then, you know what I mean? I'd probably go back. No, it went here. You know, um, so let me get into this, guys. Grass fire fueled by wind overtakes much yard, uh, mulching yard near Omaha Epley Airfield. So Omaha firefighters were called to what started as a grass fire Monday afternoon, quickly faced with a wind-blown blaze that jumped from an open field into a neighboring mulch yard. Billowing smoke could be seen from downtown Omaha uh, and across the Missouri River. I thought I smelled something funny. But, you know, um, uh, so, and the fire uh, the fire crews continue to work on keeping smoldering piles of burning mulch in check a little after 1 p.m. Monday, Maggie Hansen, downtown yard manager at Soda Dynamics at Avenue G and Abbott Drive, was with the customer in the yard at the most facility. He said he smelled that, and I said, yeah, we kind of looked over and said, oh, that's weird. I didn't realize that much of it, because it was quite small out of the way, and said that we both realized the wind was out of the south. And I'm sorry, it was out of the south. Hansen dialed 911 for the first time at 120, and moments later with more emergencies when she realized there was nothing she could do to stop it. I tried to hook up the back hose to the fire hydrant and I realized, oh my gosh, this is really, really bad. And called again and said, this is really bad and you're going to need, going to need multiple trucks. Please hurry. They got here, lickety split. Well, of course, that's how we roll. You know, shout out to the Omaha Fire Department guys and your, um, your, your, 
your your timely manner in um, in, in this situation because um, I don't know. If you, Texas and uh, California. No, actually, just ask California about wildfires, huh? They start them all the time. And then they say it's a peace deal or a green deal, I should say. Is it the green deal or the peace deal, whatever they're calling it? You know, they um, constantly change what they say. So I'm not going to pretend I understand everything. You know, I can't keep up with every single time they change their lingo. But what I can keep up with is facts and history. It's something that the left has no idea how to do or, or at least... And what it seems to be a lot of people that have no idea what to do. But anyways, uh, getting back into this, guys. So, uh, the firefighters were saying uh, that, uh, that their assessment was around 3.30 p.m. as the wind continued to fan the burning piles, creating dangerous smoke conditions as well. Help came from the nearby Epidemic Field just to the north, and Carter Lake as the combined units attacked the perimeter areas of the fire work to reduce fuel along the open field where it first sparked. So honestly, yeah, guys, like I said, um, shout out to the fire. I'm all, um, I'm all firefighter department. I'm very, very glad you guys were staying safe in the middle of it. Um, fire is not something that, I'm not going to say Nebraska knows nothing about because Lord have mercy, we, we know a lot about fire, but it, it isn't something that um, we we here in Omaha, Nebraska, a city, I'll just say that, that's something we don't need to play with this fire. It just so happens to be that we have a lot of buildings that are old and they are very, very flammable. So um, let's just say if some of the fires were to happen in California, if they were to happen here, it, you don't want to get into them. Um, uh, getting in, uh, getting in to uh, more news, guys, and then kind of this is kind of what I was talking about. How it, it, it escalates more. So, um, Omaha police investigating Monday morning attempted robbery. The Omaha Police Department is investigating an attempted robbery Monday morning. The police officers responded to an attempted robbery at one main financial near 120th and West Center Road at 10:03 a.m. Investigators say a black female wearing a mask entered the building and showed a handgun demanding money. According to police, the employees weren't able to give money to the suspect before she fled eastbound. I why what? If you went in there to commit a robbery, I'm assuming you at least want money. I wonder what happened as you go in there and get cold feet. You maybe you went in there with that same silver pistol that the other robber was using. And then wondering to yourself why you're facing charges when you get caught. You know, how about we just put it like this as I... Fix my phone here. There we go. I am, uh, like I said, guys, this... Uh, I wonder if this is the same uh, person or in the same group that committed those other armed robberies, preferably maybe that BP gas station robbery. We do have, like I said before, guys, and I, I said this because I wanted to make it clear when we were very, very headstrong in our local news, we were covering every aspect. You know, uh, covering stuff that that other mainstream uh, media here in uh, Nebraska State, they won't touch it because they, they're getting paid off. We are at Subliminal Message Studios. We don't get paid off. We are funded by the people and for the people, period. There's no paying us off. But um, it's sad to say other people can't, uh, can. you know, they choose, they think money is going to save their asses 
when all hell goes, uh, when all hell goes into the fan. But um, I do wonder if this is the same person that was, you know what I mean, that that uh, that committed the VP gas station robbery. And I'm wondering, uh, they haven't released, uh, at least I haven't really seen any pictures of the type of handgun yet. And I'm wondering if uh, one of the reasons why the police may be keeping that um, off of screen because they don't want to give the suspect, you know, any kind of prelude to know that, you know what I mean, we're, we're wrong. We know, like, you know what I mean, it's because honestly, you know, police are smart. I love how um, a lot of people have this conception of that police, they, they only go after... what they see on the movies. I'm going to put it like that. Like, a lot of people have this perception that the way cops act is what you see on the movies. It's nothing, like, the good cop, bad cop scenario, that doesn't really happen. You know, that's a, that's something that was really, really produced in the movie to really, really sway and uh, trick people into thinking what they're going to face if they ever were to be interrogated. Well, um, and, and I, I'm... I, guys, I'm sorry. I have to tell the truth. Okay, um, it's it's me. I ha- I have to. Okay, it's I have to. Um, what what um what police? There's other there, there's there's way better. I'm just I'll put it like this. There's way better different forms of tactics that the police can use to drown information out of you without you even knowing. You know, um, there's cuddle tactics. Uh, uh, if you, I don't know if you've looked up those, but um, there's all different types uh, without getting in too much. But I do wonder if one of the reasons why they made sure to keep um, at least the video footage, at least at this time, and they released some of it, but they never, they, what I mean by video footage, they, they did not release the um, picture of the gun. I'm wondering if that's the reason, or if maybe I just didn't see the video and they have. So, what, like, you know what I mean? Uh, I guess these are all opinions. We cannot say this for a fact. You know what I'm saying, guys? Um, But uh, that being said, guys, moving forward, and like I said, it literally kind of like escalates. And what I mean by that, so we went from fire to robbery. Now we're going on to an inmate missing from an Omaha Correctional Facility. Bravo, bravo. Um, so, guys, authorities are looking for an inmate who walked out Monday evening from the Community Correction Center in Omaha. He just walked right out. And um, how in the hell did you let that guy walk out? Obviously, we're going to put, you know, I'm going to put a picture on screen for you know a few of these articles. But what? How do you? How did you? I'm wondering if he was uh, he was not checked in yet, maybe. I can you know, uh, without without getting him into it. But hold on, guys. You know, maybe I should just shut my mouth and read this story. Uh, Deontay Hill, 19, is described as a six foot tall black man weighing about 150 pounds with black hair and brown eyes. The Nebraska Department of Corrections Services said security video showed him leaving the facility and that his electronic monitoring device was disabled shortly thereafter near 33rd Street in Curtis Avenue. Hill was serving a sentence for four to eight years for robbery in Douglas County. He began serving a sentence. In December 19th in 2019 and had a tentative release date of August 2nd, 2023. You are a fucking jackass. You literally ruined any chance you have 
of actually getting free. And I'm wondering if the whole, uh, I'm wondering, I'm honestly wondering if what he had in his mind is, no, 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 I, I, I know shit's gonna hit the fan, I need to get out of here. So if that's what's in your mind, Jackass, you would be a lot more better off by using the other people around you to help you get out. If shit's hit the fan, believe me, you're gonna have a lot more help by doing it that way. And it's gonna be a lot better. You know what I mean? It's gonna take a while for a lot more people to realize, oh, this person left, this person left, this person left, this person left. Did Dante O left? We don't know. We have to get to this person, this person. You're a jackass, dude. You would have been better off and smarter off waiting. What is wrong with people? And why am I actually helping you and giving you the advice? God, I'm retarded. You know what? I'm so sorry. Scratch that. Nothing I said would work, okay? Nothing I said would work. Nothing. Nothing at all. Alright? Um, yeah, what kind of a jackass does that? You know what I'm saying? Now, um, CCCO is one of two community custody facilities, the lowest level of custody and at least restrictive in the NDCC, NDCS system, allowing approved inmates to work and attend school and religious services without drug supervision. Okay, so I get it. He was part all right, so that, and you know what's you know what's even worse about this is this is going to be the uh, you know the one bad apple that's going to ruin um, ruin it for the rest the rest of the people that are just you know what I mean that are using those type of programs to actually allow themselves to get out of get out of the situation they're in you know what I'm saying so it's it's very unfortunate and not and not to mention how did you if he walked out just plainly like you know what I mean just. I'm gone. I can kind of see. Well, honestly, that's just another thing. I, 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 how in the hell, how in the hell do they just you know assume that it's going to be okay to let that? And now he's out running around, doing God knows what. More than likely, still in the vicinity because obviously, because it it only happened 42 minutes ago. And not only that. You know what's you know what's really 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 scary is if this guy had that type of that type of of, of shadiness. I'll just I'll, I'll use that word that type of shadiness to take that to take that kind of action, knowing you're going to get out next year, knowing that freedom is right around the corner. That means, at least in my, in my perspective, guys, that only that tells me two things. Either he left for a reason, like he left with a purpose, desperation, possibly. What I mean is, is, is if he uh, knew full well that he was going to be released next year, either one, he knew full, either one, he left for a, a specific reason, or two, he is in very, very, very big shit. Like he's looking, he is looking for help. He is desperate. Yeah, and that's that's got that's got that's honestly got to be the case. I, at least, at least in my opinion, I, I would think that um, uh, him being out, uh, the first thing that's going to come around is major desperation, especially in times like these. I'm honestly wondering if he did break out and be for a specific type of reason, maybe something going on at home that he wanted to get to. And it's just now kind of, you know what I mean, overwhelming him. And you know what I mean? But either way, 
This story just broke 40 minutes, uh, 42 minutes ago. So, you know what I mean? Uh, by the time this is uploaded, you know what I mean? He may be in another uh, another part of the state. Um, I hope the police are able to apprehend him before, you know, um, uh, things things get um, any worse for him, you know what I mean? Because there's a lot of guns in the state of Nebraska. So I hope he doesn't try someone, you know what I mean, with a big cannon throwing, uh, you know, throwing shells his way. But then again, if he tries to uh, hurt someone, then... I mean, shit happens. Now, guys, uh, Omaha's uh, Maha Festival announces 22-2 lineup. My bad, guys. Now, the 14th annual Maha Festival announces its lineup with feet, uh, with feature 15 artists, including indie rock, band, car seat, headrest, and several Omaha-based acts. The Maha Festival is a non-profit volunteer event featuring several music acts each year. This year's headliners including hip hop artists Princess Nokia and India Rock Mainstay, Car Seat, Headrest, and Beach House. A pop duo from Baltimore who is currently top rated on the NACC College Radio Chart. Several other artists performing include the indie band Pup, indie rock artist Indigo DZO, R&B artist Sudan Archives, indie rock artist Marty Strange, Brooklyn based indie rock and post punk band rock band G's and the alternative band Sweeping Promises as well as many other guys so you know uh, I'm not much of a, um, a festival I've never really really been much of a festival guy honestly I, I um, it's, and it's not to say um, I don't like going to those um, you know really really big events I do guys don't get me wrong you know um, I just don't want to join when you know what I mean the next the next uh, country country shooting happens no, I'm just kidding, guys. Uh, no, and not to say at all. I, it's not to say I'm not, um, you know, uh, I'm not much of a very, I'm not much of a, a party goer. You know, when I get around big crowds, I tend to shy away a little bit. You know what I mean? But that's, that's honestly just me, guys. But um, uh, get, just getting in back into it. I, I, I do, I do want the people of Omaha to get out and, uh, you know, go, go to the concert, man. Enjoy yourselves, man, because there are, we do have a lot of good police force, uh, a lot of good police members on the force that protect our civilians. So, you know what I mean? And I am obviously a lot of good Omaha firefighters. Man. So when you out there, don't worry, you know, we are protected. I'm just you know, not much of a, you know, a, a, a goer into those big, uh, you know, public gatherings, you know what I'm saying? Now, um, getting into, getting into some more, uh, more news guys. So, um, Habitat for Humanity uh, Omaha receives 11 million donation from a philanthropist, McKenzie. Let me make sure I, I say the name right. Uh, McKenzie, I'm just kidding. Uh, McKenzie Scott. So um, uh, on Tuesday, Habitat for Humanity received those funds. Scott, who was formerly married to Amazon founder and billionaire Jeff Bezos and is a billionaire herself, has donated massive amounts of her wealth since 2019 and is a sign of Warren Buffett's giving pledge. Her personal approach to philanthropy operates on the idea of decentralizing wealth in order to address global issues, meaning our donations benefit a wide range of organizations that then determine the best approach to allocate funds for their solutions. You know, I'm wondering if that split um, between I'm wondering if that uh, if, uh, that split between the two is is uh, kind of like a kind of a smoke screen because it really, really I, I've been I've been uh, watching the types of donations she's been giving. And guess what? None of the donations she's been giving 
are actually going to really, really helping the people, or even for that matter, helping the animals. As you know, Habitat for Humanity had a very, very big problem with literally putting a shitload of animals in a room and sucking the oxygen out until they die. Yeah. But of course, these are all our opinions. We cannot say this for a fact. Okay, anyways, guys, so uh, the donation allows local gifts to be given further to help families in our community have a stable, affordable place to call home, said Habitat Omaha CEO Amanda Brewer in a press release. We can build more, uh, serve more, and accomplish more when we work together. The 11 million donation from Habitat Omaha is an unrestricted, is an unrestricted gift and is a part of a broader $436 million gift to Habitat International that will benefit 84 of its affiliates. National initiatives of the Habitat for Humanity will aim at dismantle systematic racism in housing. How do you like them apples? That's right. The national initiatives of the Habitat for Humanity will aim at to dismantle systematic racism in housing and increase black ownership throughout the nation while also advocating for policy and legislation to enable more affordable housing access. You see how that works, ladies and gentlemen? How does that make you feel? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, it obviously doesn't matter if you're poor, your kids are on the street. It doesn't matter. You're not black. And that's the president that you're setting to the Omaha people now. And, and, and it's mainstream media like... Uh, uh, K, KMTV3 thank you very much bravo bravo you are so well well liked by the Omaha people that much more ladies and gentlemen no I'm just kidding that is exactly why I am getting so much more viewers day after day after day after day we're blowing up guys and it's reasons like that because people can come to my channel they can hear my news broadcast and they can know that it's nothing but fact I don't give a flying fuck what side of the political spectrum you're on, I'm on the side of God. And I'm on the side of the people. Period. There is no paying me off. There is no getting rid of me. You want to shoot me, you can do it again. You've already put three bullets in me. Do it again. But I'm not shutting up. No shutting up. I'll write books in fucking prison for being a terrorist if we'll like, like the rest of us will, more than likely, since every single right-winger is now a terrorist. The globalists have dubbed every single one of us right-wing terrorists. And strong men, like like the strong men here, here in the state of Nebraska, that really, really need to start speaking out. And I mean speaking out to such a broad spectrum where your name is getting put in the paper. They can call you whatever they want to, but one thing they cannot call you is the traitor to America. You understand what I'm saying to you? But anyways, guys, getting back into the systematic racism that is plaguing the Midwest, right? That is plaguing the Midwest. I love, and I also, also, I'm going to include. They want to um, um, increase black ownership throughout the nation while also advocating for police policy and legislation to enable more affordable housing. But first, we're going to make sure all, all the, all the minorities, since we're going to be politically correct, we're going to make sure all the minorities are in the housing. And, and, and then at the same time, say this is we're doing this in an effort to break down systematic racism. We are going to be racist as fuck in an effort to break down systematic racism. Doesn't that make sense to you? It makes perfect sense to me. Why do you think we're getting 
Ketanji Brown Jackson letting pedophiles go in the Supreme Court. No, it doesn't matter about actually upholding the laws. It matters about destroying America. What am I going to do to really, really take you guys to get you guys to realize it's not a fucking game? No one is playing tittle-top-toe -tittle with us. No one likes us anymore. So, ladies and gentlemen, and that's going on in the Midwest. So, just once again, guys, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I want you guys to go back to some of my local broadcasts. You can find them all on YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Find them all on there, guys. Go. I'm going to start posting my own videos on my local news. So, you guys, and like I said, I'm not trying to toot my horn, but I, I, warned, I warned you guys about this. I warned every single one of you guys about this. I warned them. I... You know, if you know who you are, you know, I will, yeah. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? I told you about all the all the legislation processes that they're going to try to bring over that are happening in California. They're going to bring them over here. While at the same time, they're going to, we have, and the reason for that is the same reason, the same reason why Pete Ricketts still says that smoking marijuana will kill people. It's not that he actually believes that. Sorry, dog. I gotta push. I gotta, I gotta do it. He's saying that so we can keep these radical left Nazis out of the Midwest, so that we can keep them from bringing their transgender story time to your two-year-old and your three-year-old at kindergarten. Okay? Do you understand? There's a lot more than what you're not seeing, guys. It's not. It's not like he actually believes it. He's trying to prevent all these radical left agendas from coming to the Midwest. And unfortunately, the Omaha people and the Nebraska people said, no, we want our two-year-olds and three-year-olds to get taught about sex. What's that? He's dressed up in a woman uniform. He's got a skirt on and he looks like Kate Winslet off of Titanic. Bring him on in. Oh, better yet, our, our, our national, our fucking, the national, the national um, a, a swimming champion, and the women's league is a man. Oh, even better. Of course, we're going to smear him all over. We're going to smear him all over KTV, aren't we? Ladies and gentlemen, you know what? We're going to go to one of our sponsors, guys. And, um, uh, you know what? Actually, we'll, we'll cover a couple more things, you know, because we, we're going to go. I, I want to go to one of our sponsors real quick because I, I don't want to leave it on the whole doomy, gloomy side here on the local side because it's not. It just pisses me off. It really, really does, guys. So, um, uh, Crutchfield, welcome back to Omaha's new men's head basketball coach. And like I said, guys, I don't, I don't get too, um, too much into sports. I have my reasons for that and such. Not, um, I, I think it's a gladiatorial system to that has been put in place to smokescreen and to eliminate people's interest in what they sh truthfully should be mad about. But, um, so guys, um, after 26 years, a former Mavericks assistant basketball coach, Chris Crutchfield, returns to Omaha to be UNO's 22nd men's head basketball coach. Crutchfield was also a student athlete at UNO in the early 90s, playing basketball and football. The former Maverick brings 20 years of coaching experience to the program, having made stops at the University of Texas in San Antonio. Tyler Junior College, Oral Roberts University, Texas Christian University, New Mexico State, Oklahoma, East Central, and Ada, Oklahoma, and most recently, Oregon. While at Oklahoma, Crushfield helped recruit and develop current 
Atlanta Hawks point guard Trey Young and Indiana, and Indiana Pacers guard Bobby Hill during that time. The Sooners also earned the Sooners also earned six NCAA tournament feathers, including a trip to the Final Four in 2016. And you know what, guys? You know what's really, really cool about this is, you know, I, I remember, uh, I actually remember this guy. And, um, and not, I wasn't following sports or anything, but I, I remember him, um, uh, you know, having discussions. And I honestly, I don't, I do not want to act like I didn't even remember what the discussion was about. But I do remember uh, uniquely seeing this guy, man, and um, him making sure that he really, really, uh, he get, he was really, really making sure that he gave a shit out, shout out to the Midwest, and he really, really does remember where he's from. So that's awesome, man. I, I honestly really, really do admit him, and uh, great job, man. You know what I'm saying? That being said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to a quick sponsor real quick, and then we're going to jump right back onto it and go to our local side of the thing, guys. So let's get right into it. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place, letting your voice be heard to the world. Anchor has the tools to allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, so let's get it going. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that is anchor.fm to get started, ladies and gentlemen. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcasts on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So let your voice be heard. Stand up for freedom. Stand up for injustice. And fight for your family. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. And thank you very, very much for joining me. And once again, guys, we're going to try to get into this world news, guys. And uh, just uh, kind of uh, backtracking a little bit, guys. You know, today is a little bit dreary. Um, focusing on the weather, just real quick, guys. We're gonna face a couple, um, a couple days of some low end weather, some rain droplets. I know the east, eastern, uh, eastern part of America got hit with some snow, and as well as the western, I'm hearing. So we might have some snow coming up here soon, but it does look like it's gonna shoot right back up to the 50s and 60s and 70s this coming in, uh, uh, and this coming in this week. So I guess we have that to look forward to. But guys, moving into the world news, let's get into it. The International Energy Agency is calling for energy lockdowns as the price of gas and oil skyrockets. The IEA is calling for the general public to be removed from driving cars on Sundays and only allowing certain licensed registered vehicles on the road on certain days. Other measures, other measures, I apologize about that, other measures, measures, other measures proposed in the agency's A10 point plan to cut oil use include reducing speed limits, working from home, cutting businesses, air travel, and imposing an SUV tax. That is um, amazing. And I, I also want to just include, I, I I love how a lot of the talking points coming out of a lot of the mainstream establishment is all about us. It's all about how we need to, it's, it's not the fact that Biden is completely killed our energy our energy efficiency in the in the uh, in the united states but it's all about us it's all about how we need to start reducing gas mileage how we need to stop driving god forbid you need to stop going to the store and eating did you know that because that's what the democrats want from you don't take it wrong but this is the a10 point plan okay 
We're trying to reduce emission. Don't you know that? It's amazing, isn't it? So among other proposals, reducing highway speed limits by about six miles per hour, more working from home, street changes to encourage walking and cycling, car-free Sundays in cities and restricting on other days, cutting transit fares, policies that encourage more carpooling, cutting business air travel, and ladies and gentlemen, this is just the start of it. So what do we see going on with uh, China, the social credit score? What is, the, what, is this, what is being introduced within America right now? Some form of social credit scores. Everything you see in China, they want to bring here. The only difference is, is they want to completely exterminate any type of resistance to freedom. And everyone thinks that uh, the global, or that a lot of people, I'm hearing a lot of people think that the elites do not trust China anymore. China has turned their backs against them. No, they have not. Them encouraging the three-child po- policy is exactly what the globalists want. That is exactly what people like Carl Schwab's, Justin Trudeau, all these people that are in the Skull and Bone Society, the Bilderberg groups, these elitist groups that are directly openly talking about every single day how we want to kill and mangle the Western world. And, of course, these are all opinions. We cannot say this for a fact. What I'm trying to say to you is annoying. What I'm trying to say to you guys is China and the the moves that Russia and China is falling in line to exactly what the elites want because they're going in line with both the social credit score and digital currency. And if you think, before we get into this next article, guys, if you think that Bitcoin is a good currency right now. No, that's not. You have to realize the IMF Bank, the World Bank of the World, they need to crash that immediately. They need to get rid of it so they can produce their own form of digital Bitcoin. Otherwise, Bitcoin will become what the American dollar is right now. Only it will be centralized into the IMF. And that's exactly what they want. So they have to crash the big. They have to crash Bitcoin in some form or manner, so they can then centralize it into countries that are all already falling in line with things like social credit score, the the EU cutting commission costs. Of course, of course, China is building up nuclear nuclear um, facilities left and right. They're not reducing any of their energy costs. They're ramping up. But it's for a reason. They know that a war with the West is ultimately ineffective. Why do you think right now China is putting is is putting military planes, military uh, military conglomerates on their man-made islands? Like I said before, they're full well knowing know that that weight will not take it. They have to move them soon. I said this once. I'm gonna say it again. Do they are they doing that on purpose, knowing that they're going to have to move those at a timely manner before the whole fucking island sinks in within itself? But of course, these are all opinions. We cannot say this for a fact. Um, and you know, and what all these emission costs, like I said, guys, all of the Biden sanctions, they weren't for Russia, they were for us, guys. They're all for us. And, not, and going even further, further into that, why do you think um, Biden which is just now going to Brussels? It happens to be, which is going to be upcoming here soon. 
it just so happens to be the same time when Italy is talking about, well, we will support Ukraine and joining the EU. Now, Ukraine has already um, has already stated that we will not join NATO as part of Russia's um, uh, agreements in order to stop this war. But of course, this is just a smokescreen. This is going to get set off here soon, guys. Watch out for a false flag. They're not talking about a cyber attack for no fucking reason. Okay, guys? Get ready for it. Now, moving on, guys. So, foreign fighters came to fight for Ukraine. However, now they find themselves in the reality of war. Fighters with Ukraine's foreign legion are being asked to sign an indefinite contract. Yeah, that's right. But, of course, the Ukraine government, they're not Nazis. They just work like Nazis. But, of course, these are all opinions. We cannot say this for a fact. Jake Priday, a 25-year-old British teacher from Cardiff in Wales, responded to the call. Priday had spent six years in the British Army, so he knew exactly what he was doing. And he was very good at it, apparently. Was just one of the many that heard the call to war, by the way. But just soon after, he realized the media not only lied to him, but the realism of neo-Nazis in Ukraine is very, very real. At approximately 1 a.m. on March 3rd, Friday, Friday, and 15 other volunteers crammed into a white van with civilian license plates bound for Western Ukraine. A yellow van followed with another 15, a Bulgarian in a black hoodie who drunk a number of Tusky beers while waiting at the Skyda, or I don't know if I'm saying that right, so whatever, uh, sat next to Friday for that hour-long drive. He worked as a nightclub bouncer in London and moments after he entered the van, confessed to being a neo-Nazi. Bravo, 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 aren't we all? No, just kidding. No, we're not. So, he stated, My plan is to kill as many Russians as I can. He explained on repeat, he repeated the same things. The two bands were waved through each of the six checkpoints they passed. The volunteers were dropped off at a Ukrainian army base, a collection of yellow buildings with a red tiled roof. Just before 3 a.m., they were led inside one of the buildings to a room with no heating and 25 beds without sheets. The Ukrainians checked everyone's passports and turned away one prospect volunteer. The coordinators explained that volunteers were expected to fight on the front line. They were told that you would go where you are most needed, Friday said. They said they would get three to five days training. Staff informed them that the first two days would be devoted to mandatory map reading and medical skills. On the third day, weapons would be handed out and volunteers would practice firing them on the range. And then all of them, regardless of their prior experience, would be, would be dispatched to the front line. Well, how do you like those apples? It doesn't matter your experience, because after all, Zelensky, Zelensky, you, you know, remember, 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 remember the whole, remember the whole, you know, fiasco? Oh, I, I do not want to get out of here alive, I want bullets. I think what he was really, really trying to say, and I think what that, like, the subliminal message in that was, I do not want to end this war, I want to start it. Send me innocent people so I can kill them. But of course, these are all opinions, but can I say this for a fact? Alright? So, uh, a Bolarisian anarchist who had been through the training confirmed the abbreviated nature of it. He said he was told that the new recruits were destined for Kiev. 
That's exactly where uh, Vladimir Putin is planning to blow up next. But of course, these are all opinions. We cannot say this for a fact, even though he just openly admitted. The volunteers lined up and were told that it was time to sign a contract. That's right. Lined up and you're going to sign this Nazi contract, they said. This stipulated that their pay would be 7000 uh, 7, per a month. That's only $230 uh, at a time, by the way. And that they would have to remain in the Ukrainian Foreign Legion for the duration of the war. The contract put them under the same obligations as all of the Ukrainian men under martial law, declared by Zelensky on February 24th. Oh, crap. Does that mean no more Christmas for you? No, you're going to be stuck in Ukraine because, after all, you're under martial law. But, of course, we're just the conspiracy theorists. And, after all, these are just our opinions. We cannot say this for a fact. No man aged between 18 and 60 <laughs> is allowed to leave the country and, um, you know, guys, uh, ain't that a bitch? You know, um, ain't that a, a poop in a box? How do you say that? You know what I'm saying? Isn't that a wonderful idea? Oh, by the way, if you look this up online right now, they're going to tell you online, oh, it's a, it's a disputed fact or it, it's considered um, false information the moment you look it up. But then you can go on the Ukrainian uh, Ukrainian Foreign Relations website, and right there they're talking about how they want to produce contracts, and they have already implemented contract contracts on some of the foreign fighters, quote unquote, some of the foreign fighters. And we all know what that means. They're all our slaves now. But of course, these are all opinions. We cannot say this for a fact. Now, one foreigner who did sign was a 21-year-old from Britain. With no military experience, he told Friday he'd been working dead-end jobs for years and his frustration had mounted and mounted. He flew to Poland without telling his housemates or his parents. No one in Britain knew that he had gone. Friday felt like the man was signing his death warrant, which is exactly what he was doing. And we were, uh, you know, I think I, I did not want to, I didn't, I couldn't confirm if the picture that we acquired was the same picture of him, which is why we are not going to put the picture up, ladies and gentlemen. But what I will say is the chances of him being a geeky little Call of Duty kid was very, very high and a mess of passable. Now, less than 10 hours after he had entered Ukraine, Friday left the camp, hitchhiked back to the border. The last thing he saw in the barracks was a group of young men in the bathroom lighting up the shade. Members of the Foreign Legion are prohibited from having beards. Is it that a bitch? Excuse my language. I'm trying to watch my language as hard as I can. I do have some uh, listeners that are uh, younger, so I'm trying honestly to watch uh, watch my language. That being said, you're going to be getting called a terrorist even if you're openly hurt watching my show. But don't worry. Let them call you a terrorist because me and you both know the truth. You are freedom-loving American, and we will fight to the very last breath. And this is not is not a call for action of violence. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? That is exactly what the left want. Why do you think they're so contradictive in what they do every single time they do it? They're so contradictive, they're so deceptive. They want us to play along. Do not allow them to turn you into an enemy combatant. Stay focused, stay strong, and be humble. And always be kind to one another. So we're going to move on to some more gratifying, ratifying news, ladies and gentlemen, because this is just Fossanova. 
Um, if any of, any of you are uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fans, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So, ladies and gentlemen, the Russian elites are allegedly planning to remove President Vladimir Putin, according to Ukrainian intelligence, with a successor already in mind. The incendiary claim came from the chief director of intelligence for the Ministry of Defense of Ukraine on Sunday's BF post on the ministry's official Facebook page. This post boldly begins with poisoning, sudden disease, accident. Russian elite considers the possibility of removing Putin. But I'm honestly wondering, was this the same source that told us Crimea was being invaded? Was that the same source that told us that? Or is this the same source that told us that there were WMDs in Iraq? I wonder if that's the same source, huh? Maybe, maybe not. Or maybe it's Zelensky just using NATO as his, as their own as his own personal bodyguard. We're still trying to figure that out. We really, really are, honestly. So the alleged group is not only planning to potentially assassinate Putin, the Post claims, it also decided on a potential success, uh, successor, Alexander Orpikirinov. He's going to be the next major neo-Nazi that's going to take over Russia, apparently, at least up to their claims, who currently serves, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Alexander, who currently serves as, a Russia's, as Russia's Federal Security Service Director, and headed up the analysts of the Ukrainian population and military capabilities ahead of the recent invasion. And, um, you know, you know what's really, really funny about this is there might be some merit to this. There, what I mean by that is there might be some merit to um, there being some, um, perhaps, traitors in um, the FSB and um, in, the, in the Russian KGB. Um, the reason why I'm saying that, and the reason why I honestly wanted to just cover this article real quick, it's going to be a short one, but because it's still developing, and I'm still trying to get information myself. And as you know, ladies and gentlemen, Russia's an iron curtain, so you know, give me time. So, uh, but what I do, the reason why I do say there might be some merit to that is, do you guys remember the two senior officers in the Russian Federal Security Service? That in the FSB, I'm sorry. There was Sergio Basita, that he was head of the FSB's foreign intelligence branch, and he was arrested with an, an Antonio Belikov, his, uh, his deputy, according to a leading expert on the Russian security services. So Andrea Solotov, who is a co-founder and editor of Argentina, or Ar Argentina, and an investigative website that monitors the FSB and other agencies, said that sources from within FSB had confirmed the detention of both men. So like I said, guys, there might there might have been some merit to that because Vladimir Putin, I honestly, guys, a lot of people are trying to give the perception that Vladimir Putin is retarded. He is, he, I don't think he's dumb. I think he has fallen into certain traps, but that's how it goes when you get in the war. But I honestly think he is very, 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 very smart. He's going after after Pacific, very, very Pacific types of people, almost like shooting bullets straight at the elites. And the elites are getting the message. So guys, the spy's chief, the defestration, attests to Putin's growing theory towards the intelligence services, which he believes provided false information over the situation in Ukraine. Saul Tepiov said, Putin has finally understood that he was misled. 
Solitov told the Times, Messina 68 heads the FSB's fifth service, which is responsible. I'm sorry, which is responsible for intelligence gathering in Ukraine. Balakir 66 is the head of the Department of Operative Information, which is part of the fifth service. Now, um. That's uh, guys, guys. That's why I was kind of wondering if there was any merit to that. Not to say that's the Russian elites, but I, I wonder if they are putting that tabloid out as a way to convince the people that Vladimir Putin does get killed. And, and this is the and this is the main fact. This is the main fact that I'm going to get you guys. If Vladimir Putin gets killed, do you know what that's going to do to the Russian people? Now the Russian people are going to rally around that man. Making sure that the Russian military will engage the United States because after all, they're not going to look at they're not gonna look over at fucking Japan. Oh you give me comrade. No 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 what, what is Japan? Japan's like a little chub, uh, a little chubby little little chubby fat little chihuahua that we've built up. They're not gonna look over at the Eastern world, they're gonna look at us, ladies and gentlemen. Which is why we I, guys, which is why I want you guys to share these videos out, out everywhere, okay? This information I'm giving to you, it, you might have seen it before, but no one is analyzing this information and putting it together with prior analysts from prior history and putting it together to make sure that you actually are realizing what the elites are putting together in front of your face. So we can fight this stuff, guys. We have to fight it with our minds. The pin is mightier than the sword. So ladies and gentlemen, moving on um, to the next bit of grand information. And like I said, this is going to fall in line also with what I was just telling you guys. Because guess what? Japan reacted angrily on Tuesday after Russia withdrew from peace treaty talks with Japan and froze joint economic projects related to the disputed Kuril Islands because of sanctions imposed by Tokyo. Tokyo, sorry, by Tokyo over Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Yeah, guys. Yeah, and like I said, guys, we've been um, we've been arming Japan since 1979. Um, we've been doing that because we have deep CIA operatives within the, um, uh, the let's just say the secret um, police in um, Japan. And of course, these are our opinions. We cannot say this for a fact. <clears throat> but um, no, guys, really. So. And Japan, and, and this calls, and like I said, this falls in line right when um, Zelensky has stated, okay, we won't join NATO, but we'll join the EU. The difference between NATO and EU is obviously there's EU is uh, under its own, under its own is, uh, the, the EU is a conglomerate of the Western um, European nations. And as well as NATO, involves multiple different countries in all parts of the world and um guys and by the way if you guys are wondering um why japan and russia have never been getting along and why it's taken so long for them to talk with each other well ladies and gentlemen it's because russia and japan well they, they technically they technically never really ended uh, world war ii Yes, like, and it was because of the standoff over the island just off Japan's north, uh, northernmost island of uh, Hakikadia. I, I, I think I'm saying that right, excuse me. Known, uh, it's known as Russia as the Kurils and Japan as the Northern Territories. Like I said, the Kurils Islands. And um, like I said, there's, they never really fully stopped World War II. The islands were seized by the Soviets at the end, uh, oh, I'm sorry, 
I'm going to give you a little history, a history in, in, into what is going on, what is going on between uh, Japan and Russia, so we can kind of better understand the politics in between Russia and Japan right now. So, um, the islands were seized by the Soviets at the end of World War II. Under the current conditions, Russia does not intend to continue negotiations with Japan on a peace treaty. The Russian Foreign Ministry said in a statement, citing Japan's openly unfriendly positions and attempts to damage the interests of our country. Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishido said he strongly opposed Russia's decision, terminating it unfair and completely unacceptable. I don't have no idea. What is it with? What is it with? What is? Why do you guys always have to add that acceptable part? You know, China says, you know, whatever we do with Taiwan is completely unacceptable. And it's a historical fact, you know? Now Japan's starting in with this fucking unacceptable shit. And it's completely unacceptable what the hell you are doing. Or, I'm sorry. I don't know if Japan has a different accent. I, I, that's, not, that's not racism, just... I'm, I'm shooting the L here, okay? Shooting the L. Now, in response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine, Japan last week announced plans to revoke Russia's most favored nation trade status, expand the scope of asset freezes against Russian elites, and ban imports of certain products. When announcing the measures last week, Kashida said that Japan will also collaborate with international aid agencies to, to deliver food and medicine to Ukrainians. He added, Japan had started accepting evacuees from Ukrainian and called on the public support. Russia has also withdrawn from talks with Japan about joint business projects on the Kuril Islands and, in, and ended visa-free travel by Japanese citizens. So, guys, what did I say about um, um, what's going to happen as far as, uh, as far as this war goes and how it's going to escalate? And... What I was saying, the reason why I repeat the uh, the reason why I repeat history as a weird weird way of repeating itself is because a lot of the countries that are falling in line with each other were the same countries that were falling in line in the beginning of or in the beginning of World War One and after World War One, following into World War Two. And um, you know, we're, the, we're 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 gonna get to that. You know what I mean? And, and Obviously, Russia does not want to have relationships with Japan, knowing full well that we have been supplying Japan since 1979 with guns, firearms, or guns, bombs, planes, everything. We've been signing them on for ultimate destruction. We've been signing us on for ultimate destruction as if Japan would ever, ever, ever forgive us or ever, ever forget what we did to them in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So, guys, getting in, uh, getting into uh, the, some other news. So, so, ladies and gentlemen, moving on to some uh, more news, guys. And like I said, we're going to give you a little history, a back check with Russia and China and how they played so well, and with um, uh, Italy and Russia. And it's going to be a spec too, a spec. Spectacular once you see the correlations between the two. But it's not going to give a, sh a shiver down your spine. No, I'm just kidding. You'll scare the shit out of you. Moving on to our next piece of grand information, though, ladies and gentlemen. A U.S. State Department announced Monday a round of sanctions against Chinese officials involved in the repression of religious and ethnic minority groups. And we will get right to that, ladies and gentlemen, right when we come back from one of our sponsors. 
If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place, letting your voice be heard to the world. Anchor has the tools to allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, so let's get it going. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that is anchor.fm to get started, ladies and gentlemen. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcasts on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So let your voice be heard. Stand up for freedom. Stand up for injustice. And fight for your family. The measures target those believed to be responsible for or complicit in policies or actions aimed at repressing ethnic or religious minority groups, including those who seek safety abroad and the U.S. citizens who spoke out on behalf of these vulnerable populations, according to the department's statement. And you know, what's really, really funny about, like I said, about all of this, guys, is we covered this, we, we covered this in our segment, in our, in our segment, um, What If They Lie? And I advise you guys to go on Rumble and um, re-watch that segment because we covered the Yemen people prior to the, the Department of Justice saying, oh, well, now the Yemen people matter. Now the Yemen people matter. Not to mention the 2018 document that they quietly released. They quietly released to make sure that American people don't get caught up in what's going on out in the eastern part of the fronts of the world. The mass, mass extermination of people that have been killed. Not to mention the tens of thousands of children that have been mauled and mutilated by airstrikes done by the modern military. But then again, like I said, that has nothing to do with what's going on in Ukraine because it's all about Ukraine. The Eastern people don't matter, but of course, these are all opinions. We cannot say this for a fact, but it makes me sick. It really, really does. It, make, it makes me sick that, oh, well now, now the State Department decides, oh, well yeah, no, I, I guess the Yemen people matter after almost 80% of their population has been basically killed leaving only 20% of their population displaced. Most men in that country have been killed, leaving only the women left. But of course, these are just our opinions. We cannot say this for a fact. Uh, now, ladies and gentlemen, moving, moving on to um, some more, more information, guys, because like I said, there is so much, so much going on. And, man, well, you know, my fellow Americans, if you thought World War III is all that was going on, well, how about the complete eradication of our Constitution? Constitution be thrown out? What do we do? Is it a living document? Is it a, or is it a sacred document? It's certainly not sacred, right? Let's start. <laughs> the, the Constitution is kind of trash. Well, let's just, again, let's just talk as adults first. What does it say? The First Amendment in the age of disinformation. At least, that's what the New York Times wants you to think. You see, the New York Times has been putting article after article out about how the First, uh, the First Amendment needs to be eradicated along with the rest of the Constitution, as you just saw. At least, that's what they're saying. Okay, so they're saying this in the and they're saying this in the middle of a catastrophic public health crisis caused by the spread of the coronavirus. More like spread, more like 
caused by the spread of the vaccine. But we'll go with that, of course. But it also is in the midst of an information crisis caused by the spread of viral disinformation, apparently, and at least accordingly to New York Times, defined as falsehoods aimed at achieving a political goal. Now, when we first read this article, ladies and gentlemen, we, we thought we were, they were talking about Hillary Clinton. Honestly, that's what I thought they were talking about. I was like, oh yeah, now this is gonna be an interesting one. Now this is casting, these people got common sense. They're, they're here. Nice, let's lock her up. But then I started reading into it. No, and I realized they were talking about the American people. And um, that does fall in line with the Pentagon, uh, Pentagon's most re uh, most recent release statement of saying that your, not your new terrorists, your new domestic terrorists are people that do not agree with COVID measures, the election fraud, or anything of that measure. measure. Basically, if you do not agree with sleepy, poopy, droopy, doopy Biden and his son Hunter Biden raping children overseas, well, then you're a terrorist. But of course, these are all opinions, all our opinions. We cannot say this for a fact. So, a working paper from the Burke Man Clean Center for the Internet and Society at Harvard released earlier this month found that effective disinformation campaigns are often an elite-driven, mass-media-led process in which social media played only a secondary and supportive role. Trump's election put him in the position to operate directly through Fox News and other conservative media outlets like Rush Limbaugh's talk show, radio show, bravo, bravo, that's my dog right there, which have come to function and effect as a party press. The Harvard researchers found their false story about Democrats plotting a coup spread through a typical feedback loop. Links from Fox News, Fox News hosts and other right-wing figures aligned with Trump like Bon, like bingo, I'm sorry, they aligned with Trump like bingo and often dominated the top links in Facebook news, feeds for likes, comments, and shares in the United States. Well, you ever wonder why that is? Maybe you should try doing your job, you know, like actual journalism. Hmm, that would be favorite of you. But then again, I can't help but wonder if this is nothing more than the left knowing full well that they need to get rid of all information. They need only their perspectives out there because after all, no one's watching CNN anymore. The only reason I do personally is just so I can clip their videos and make fun of them very hardcore. But honestly, no one's watching your videos. Your views are way down. I myself get actually more views than some segments on CNN and they have millions and millions and millions and millions upon millions of dollars just to spend. But after all, I'm just saying you might want to stop lying to the American people. Maybe stop spreading disinformation yourself. That'll, that'll go a long way. Now, um, it's not it's not a conspiracy series. It's not a conspiracy theory, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. By saying the left, um, they wanted to leave a coup. As most of you, uh, as most of you do remember, at least I hope you remembered, most of you do remember that Pelosi, as many as other Democrats, saying that we are going to lead a coup if Trump gets elected president, or he will not be, or he doesn't want to be removed from office. And this is them saying it without Trump even saying anything about him not wanting to be removed from office. But if you do not remember those, don't worry. We do, 
and we still have them for you. Show you some of their own words. I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be. There needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives. We've got to be ready to throw a punch. We have to be ready to throw a punch. Donald Trump, I think you need to go back and, and punch him in the face. And then I thought he should have punched him in the face. I feel like punching him. I'd like to take him behind the gym if I were in high school. If I were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. No, I wish we were in high school, I could take him behind the gym. I will go and take Trump out tonight. When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump. Show me where it says the protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. Please, get up in the face of some Congress people. People will do what they do. I want to tell you, Lord Dutch, I want to tell you, Gavin Hart, you have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. We're going to go in there, we're going to... This is just a warning to you, Trumpers. Be careful. Walk lightly. And for those of you who are soldiers, make them pay. If you had to be stuck in an elevator with either President Trump, Mike Pence, or Jeff Sessions, who would it be? Does one of us have to come out alive? <laughs> and there's more. I promise to fight every single day. One, I, I'm a fighter and I'm relentless, but I'm a fighter and I'm relentless. A fighter and I'm relentless. I will fight like hell. But the way I see it now is that we pick ourselves up and we fight back. That's what I think it's all about. We stand up and we fight back. We do not back down. We do not compromise. Not today, not tomorrow, not ever. You can either lie down, you can you can whimper, you can pull up at a ball, you can decide to move to Canada, or you can stand your ground and fight back. And and that's what it's about. We, we do fight back, but we are going to fight back. We are not turning this country over to what Donald Trump has sold. We are just not. Look, people are upset and they're right to be upset. Now, we can whimper, we can whine, or we can fight back. Me, I'm here to fight back. I'm here to fight back because we will not forget. We do not want to forget. We will use that vision to make sure that we fight harder, we fight tougher, and we fight more passionately for than ever. We still have a fight on our hands. Fight hard for the changes Americans are demanding. Get in the fight. Winning the fight. Fight fighting. Please fighting. We'll use every tool possible to fight for this change. We'll fight, we'll fight, to fight fighting hard. Serious about fighting and fight. We've got to get on our front foot and fight back. Problems, we call them out and we fight back. I'm in this fight. I am fighting, I am fighting. Get in this fight. Get in this fight. Get in this fight. And fighting, we all need to be in the fight. We all need to stay in the fight. We stay in this fight. We fought back. 
We fought back. I am not afraid of a fight. I am in this fight all the way. You don't get what you don't fight for. Our fight, our fight. We are in this fight for our lives. This is the fight of our lives. But we are going to make sure that this fight does not end tonight. This is a fight for our lives, the lives of our friends and family members and neighbors. It is a fight, fight, it is a fight that we're going to work to make sure continues. It's a fight, it is a fight, it is a fight, and that's what this fight is for. Well, I'm wired to fight anyone who isn't doing their job for us. I'm John Tester, and you're damn right I approve this message. And I'll have lots of fights ahead of us, and I'm ready to stand up and keep fighting. Let the fight, we're gonna fight, we're gonna fight. We need to fight, 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 and we need to fight. We're gonna fight, we got a few more fights. We're gonna take the privilege of a few more fights, and we have the biggest fight of all. I will never stop fighting. I will fight like hell to fight back against anyone. We need to say loud and clear that we are ready to fight. It's a bare knuckles fight. Now they're going to have to actually fight back against people. The fight has to be conducted. It's so important that we need to fight. Fight that fight. We have been fighting. I was fighting very hard. Time is of the essence, both in terms of the fight. I think we should be fighting. Well, I, I really believe we need to fight. and We're simply not going to take this line down. We're going to keep fighting. So I'm telling all my colleagues, this is the fight of our life. Whose side are you on? Who are you fighting for? They're fighting, they're not fighting, we're both fighting. We will fight back. We're not going to just take this line down. I'm just going to keep the fight up. What we have to do right now is fight as hard as we can. We have to rise up and, and fight back. And so we're going to fight and we're going to continue to fight. I am going to be fighting, fighting like hell. Keep fighting, 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 or we kept fighting and we did, so we're going to keep fighting. We have to be fighting every, every single day. We have to fight back, and we have no choice but to do that. I think we're doing the right thing to do that. Uh, fighting. And I'm fighting. Well, our job right now is to fight. It's really important. I'm going to keep fighting. I'm asking for the support of people across the country to fight back. And you got to be fierce uh, in uh, fighting. Keep fighting. Brown have been fighting. I've told President Biden I will fight like mad. I'll tell you what. Now, more than ever, we have to fight like hell. We have these battles on the floor of the Senate. I'm going to go down and battle, and, uh, and I'm going to be down there on the floor fighting. Right. But we Democrats are fighting as hard as we can. Democrats are fighting as hard as we can. Credit it anyway, but we're fighting back. What we've got to do is fight in Congress, fight in the courts, fight in the streets, fight online, fight at the ballot box. Fighting and pushing around the clock, fighting, continue to be brave and be strong and keep fighting. We're getting people engaged in the fight. We're fighting. We've got to keep fighting and keep focused. Continue to fight. Fight. This is going to be a fight. We'll also fight him and challenge him in every way that we can, in the Congress, in the courts, and in the streets. To continue fighting, we each have an important role to play in fighting. In this fight, like so many before it, it has been a fight. The American people are going to have to fight. And about the importance of fighting, I will always fight. Fighting. But we always must fight Joe Biden has a deep, deep-seated commitment to fight and to fight and about the importance of fighting. We always must fight to fight.
to fight and to fight as our willingness to fight continued the fight as joe biden says to fight it's about fighting for what we're fighting for we will tell them about what we did to fight truly about um a fight but truly i do believe that we're in a fight i believe that we are in a fight i believe we are in a fight i believe we are in a fight so there's a fight in front of us a fight for all of these things and so we're prepared to fight for that we know how to fight our ongoing fight a fight we know how to fight we like a good fight we were born out of a fight this is what is our fight right now there's the fight there's the fight there's the fight and then there's the fight to defend back in the fight our mission is to fight that is the guiding purpose of house democrats fighting he has never forgotten who he is fighting for marched and fought and we just have to fight but this is a fight for our country fighting the health crisis of covid i led the fight and continue to fight never 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 give up this fight i'm a citizen fighting for it me is not only fighting leader who fought for progressive change as a lawyer who fought for people his whole life as well as other fight scenes and i'm proud that uh, to have tim in this fight with me and above all it's time for america to get back up and once again fight we will fight when we must fight what kind of america are we fighting for we've been fighting so we need to fight but we also need to fight fight for an america i am going to wake up every day and fight hard i have been fighting we're gonna fight we are gonna fight we're gonna fight we're gonna fight and i will fight we're in the fight of our lives right now we fight like hell to fight to fight fight against the trump administration democrats are standing up to fight we're in this fight in a serious way if you're a fight we're eager to take on this fight get in this fight and we'll fight it out i have taken on the fights as representatives for the people as legislators here in the halls of congress our job is to fight. Who has led us in this fight? Is to fight for this. This fight. Every day I'm in the United States Senate. I will fight. And one of the things we do is fight. Should fight. And um, because my constituents send me here each and every day to fight. We have been fighting this fight, and we need to be side by side so we can succeed. And so I hope that you will all join us in our fight. And if we fight, and as the next governor of Georgia, I will never stop fighting. We can show the old guard something new, and we can fight. My fight, those fights need to fight, to fight. An administration requiring us to fight and fight, we will. Their fight, and their fight, and their fight. The fight is a fight, and so when we fight the fight that we are in, when we are fighting this fight, we fight this fight. The strength of who we are is we will fight. And we will fight, we will fight the fight. We will fight, we are in a fight. The fight, 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 fight. It is a fight, it is a fight. And it is a fight born out of patriotism. This is a fight fighting. I say fight on, fight on, fight on, fight on. I'm here to say one more time in publicly, this is not a fight. I wanted to take on, but this is the fight in front of us now. But increasingly scholars of constitutional law, right? Scholars of constitutional law, as well as social scientists are beginning to question the way we have come to think about the First Amendment's guarantee of free speech. Oh yeah, because it's always the experts, right? It's always the scholars that are from Skull and Bones and they literally lie about everything they release about the American Constitution. For instance, they still have not released and they still have not acknowledged the original 
transcript, the original draft of the Constitution. But, of course, these are our opinions. We cannot say this for a fact. So they think our formulations are simplistic and especially inadequate for our era. Well, of course it is. Our Constitution is completely inadequate for our era. Duh. What we need is more transvestites in school, don't we? That's what you want, huh? No, what we need is more Supreme Court judges being put into positions so then they can let go murderers, rapists, and child molesters, right? Bravo, bravo, bravo. I completely agree with that. Now, censorship of external critics by the government remains a serious threat under authoritarian regimes. But in the United States and other democracies, there's a different kind of threat which may be doing more damage to the disclosure about politics. Oh, yeah. Since when has politics worried about this, worried about being honest? I'm 100% sure this goes back to a saying that's been said for a long time. There's no such thing as an honest politician. But, of course, these are our opinions, and we cannot say this for a fact. It compresses the mass distort, uh, the mass Distortion of truth and overwhelming waves of speech from extremists that smear and distract. Oh, yeah. Uh, smear smear and uh, extract, right? Yeah, uh, smear, uh, smear and distract. Okay. Well, you know, um, first of all, that makes absolutely no sense. It's exactly um, what, and it's, it's, it's exactly what you guys did. But after all, the Constitution is kind of trash. And, and it's definitely not a sacred document. But me looking like the black Albert Einstein, the fat one, one. Oh, well, I'm definitely where you want to go for great information, right? It's amazing. It's amazing how we are the terrorists when they are openly admitting to letting pedophiles go, letting rapists and murderers go, completely left to run the streets. George Soros is openly left to pay out DEA agents, put in whatever judges he wants to all across the United States. Do our police start investigating him? No, because they know he's in the group, right? So how does that make you feel, America? In 1919, Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes Jr. invoked the First Amendment to dispute the legality of prosecuting five anarchists for distributing leaflets that call for workers to strike at munitions factories. The ultimate good desired is better reached by free trade and ideas. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go to a quick break, and then we're going to go to a follow-up with one of our sponsors. And then, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we have so much more information to give to you. And I'm not going to lie, um, the, the, some, of this, uh, some of these next um, uh, pieces will be will be quite disturbing, and they'll, they'll definitely hurt to your stomach. And um, I just I just want to be advised to you guys. But let's go ahead and go to a break, and then we will go to one of our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Uh, negotiate with you. I'm ready for negotiation. I was ready uh, uh, for the last two years. And I think that... I think that without negotiations, we cannot end this war. I think that all the people uh, who, uh, who think that this dialogue is, uh, is shallow and that it is not going to resolve anything, they just don't understand that this is very valuable. 
If there is just one percent chance for us to stop this war, I think that we we need to take this chance. We need to do that. I I can tell you about the result of the negotiations. Uh, in any case, uh, we're we're losing people on a daily basis. Innocent people on the ground. The Russian forces have come to exterminate us, to kill us. And we can demonstrate that the dignity of our people and our army, that uh, we are uh, we are able to deal a powerful blow. We are able to strike back. But unfortunately, our dignity is not going to preserve the lives. So I think that we have to use any format, any chance, in order to have the possibility of negotiating, possibility of talking to Putin. If these attempts fail, that would mean that this is a third world war. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place, letting your voice be heard to the world. Anchor has the tools to allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, so let's get it going. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that is anchor.fm to get started, ladies and gentlemen. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcasts on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So let your voice be heard. Stand up for freedom. Stand up for injustice. And fight for your family. Gas prices are way too high. Vladimir Putin needs to die. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and this is Subliminal Message Studios. Please like, subscribe, and share these information everywhere you go. Get Subliminal Message Studios out there because the information that we are giving you is the type of things that you will never see in mainstream media. And sometimes they will get immediately removed off the Internet. And some of the articles we uh, cover, honestly, um, can break me, break you down to the knees. And at least uh, some articles do to me. And one of them I'm about to cover. And um, well, that being said, guys, uh, when I first came across this, it's very hard for me to stomach. Very, very hard for me to stomach. So police strip, uh, strip search a 15-year-old black girl at school. She was made to strip naked, to spread her legs, to use her hands to spread her buttocks, cheeks, and then cough. And she was menstruating. According to family members, the police insisted that she take off the bloody pad and would not let her go to the toilet to clean up. Then, then they made, they made her reuse the same pad. And no drugs were ever found. Way to go. And then uh, you wonder why we see, you know, Black Lives Matter, socialism and communism so, so um, uh, brought to you and so, you know, so driven from the young. We have to stop this, guys. You know, like I said, I'm a big supporter of the police. 
Everyone knows that. But I'm also a big supporter of police correcting police. So the revelation that a black schoolgirl was strip searched by police at school in Hackney, East London, after teachers claimed they smelled marijuana on her. Oh, yeah, that's right. Marijuana. Marijuana. I come here today because I'm addicted to marijuana. Marijuana? You addicted to marijuana? Bonus man. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, that's what they know. Honestly, that's what happened. That's what happened to this young girl. Over teachers smelling marijuana on her. So that led to her um, uh, uh, that led to her semi molestation, not full blown, but we're almost there. It's disgusting, honestly, guys. It's disgusting, and the teacher should be held accountable. Now, her mother told the local child safeguarding review that the experience had left her daughter traumatized. Her her aunt added, "I see the change from a happy go lucky girl." to a timid recluse that hardly speaks to me. She said the girl was now in therapy and that she self-harms. Well, yeah, I wonder why. The same people that are literally supposed to protect her, and as a child, you're still so innocent. You don't really consider race unless you're taught it. And that makes me a whole other type of sick because, unfortunately, I know someone that wanted to try to teach her own daughter how to be racist and steal. And I am not kidding you. Um, I wish that woman straight to hell. Straight to hell. I really do, in my opinion. I really, really do. So it would be easy, and, and, and it also would be easy to dismiss the 2020 incident as an, uh, you know, an aberration, you know? So believe that the police officers involved were, you know, just... You know, a few pedophiles are involved in the police department. You know, a few bad apples. The only thing is, you know, the only thing, the only thing is, guys, you know what the family uh, uh, was received after this was done to their daughter? You know what they got? An apology. No one was charged. No one was held accountable. And if it was one of us that took that type of shit into our liberty, because uh, uh, supposedly we smell marijuana and we're with uh, well within our right, blah, blah, blah. If it was one of us, ladies and gentlemen, we would have been thrown in prison. Immediately, we would have been held as sex offenders and all of that under the sun and everything that much more. And you know what? You should have. Just like the police that did this should be held accountable. And by the way, prisoners, they don't like pedophiles. In prison, pedophiles are big no-no. So much so that they often have to separate the pedophiles from the actual prisoners. But don't worry, if you die, we don't care. So ladies and gentlemen, moving on to the next piece of grand information. And like I said, guys, we have so much to get to. And I'm not kidding you by that. So um, getting right into guys, and Italy backs, Italy backs Ukrainian joining EU after Zelensky gives up NATO, but is not really giving up NATO if your real country is getting blown up. You know, you might just want to stop the war in general. You see what I'm saying? So I don't really think Zelensky is giving up NATO as opposed to, I just don't want to get my country blown up anymore. 
please, please stop the war. But guess what? That's not what he really, really wants. He's only putting that on screen for Netflix and for the viewers. He doesn't care. But of course, these are all our opinions. But we cannot say this for a fact. So, he's having Italy force them in the EU. Speaking to Zelensky during a video address with the Italian parliament, Draghia complimented Ukraine's heroism and said that Rome would soon support, Rome would support Kiev's application to join the 27-member bloc. Today, Ukraine does not just defend itself, Draghia said. According to the Financial Times, it defends our peace, our freedom, our security, and it defends the multilateral order based on rules and rights that we have painstakingly built upon since the war. Oh yeah. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't think history is about to repeat itself, just listen to me real quick. Just give me a second and I'm going to get into it, okay? So Italy wants Ukraine to join the EU. Yeah. I want to tell President Zelensky that Italy stands alongside Ukraine in this process. Draghi's statement came after Zelensky said that Ukraine had accepted it would not become a member of NATO. Wait for them to go back on that. Which was one of the demands made by Russia before it made it on February 24th. You're a little far from that day, but whatever. Four days after the invasion began, Ukraine filed an application to join the EU, stating that the country's goal is to be with all Europeans. Yeah, effing right. That is not your goal at all. Your goal is to start World War III, and you've made that very clear. But of course, these are our opinions, and we cannot say this perfectly. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, now for a little history review. And like I said, guys, I the reason why I cover history, and um, the reason why I always go back in time is because I really, really want to start uh, getting my viewers and getting my listeners and getting me in, 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 in getting, I don't my Georgie said, I'm sorry, getting um, any new viewer to realize that if we, if you really, really do start to read history again, look at what's going on now. You're going to start seeing certain correlations. You're going to start seeing, um, you're going to start seeing certain things fall into place. And what I'm about to explain to you um, with Italy backing Ukraine and saying that we will support you with troops as well. We'll support you in getting into the EU. We'll fight for you right now. You're about to see why that's happening. So Italy during World War II, Nazi Germany is obvious political and military ally in Europe was Italy. The Italians had been governed by fascist regime under Bonoito Mussolini since 1925. And Italian fascism was very much the older brother of Nazism, a fact, a, a fact Hitler himself acknowledged. The Nazi leader was particularly fascinated with Mussolini's March on Rome, a 1922 protest where thousands of fascists and fascist supporters strode into the Italian capital, which led to Mussolini's appointment as prime minister. In 1923, Hitler wrote to his Italian counterpart about the March on Rome, these shows of strike were obviously convened to impress the Italian leader, and it worked. Two months after Italian joined Germany and Japan in the anti-communist pact, an agreement to resist the expansion of the Soviet Union and prevent the spread of communism, Hitler's influence on Mussolini became evident in the Italian leader's manifesto of race in July 
1938. This decree which provided very unpopular in Italy, stripped Italian Jews of their citizenship and removed them from government occupations and institutions. Now in September 1938, Mussolini was part of the Four Nations Summit on the Slovakian crisis and a signatory of the Mussolini Agreement. So ladies and gentlemen, why do you think I have a, a why do you think I continue to repeat history has a very weird way of repeating itself. It's because it does. You are seeing the same countries line up in the beginning of World War One and after World War One, following into World War Two, and you're seeing these same countries line up only this time. This time they have convinced the world and the American people that they're all about democracy. They're shading and changing history within our, in front of our own eyes. And the saddest thing about it is we have institutions right here in America that can stop this stuff. They can do better. They can speak out more and actually say what's really, really going on. Because if we do not start calling this stuff out for what it, what it is and remind, at least remind people of the history that we have already been through, then we are doomed to repeat it. So ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to one of our sponsors just one more time, guys, and then we're going to move on some more uh, information, guys. So let's go to that. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place, letting your voice be heard to the world. Anchor has the tools to allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So let's get it going. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that is anchor.fm to get started, ladies and gentlemen. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcasts on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So let your voice be heard. Stand up for freedom. Stand up for injustice. And fight for your family. We are at an inflection point, I believe, in the world economy. Not just the world economy, the world occurs every three or four generations. As one of as the, uh, one of the top military people said to me in a secure meeting the other day, 60, 60 million people died between... 1900 to 1946. During a gathering of business leaders at the White House when he alluded to a coming new world order. Yeah. In the wake of the Ukrainian crisis, apparently not stopping to consider the awkward legacy of the phrase addressing the business uh, roundable CEO quarterly meeting, which included the bosses of General Motors, Apple and Amazon. Mr. Biden, Mr. Biden, Mr. Sleepy, Mr. Poopy and his panty and concluded his remarks by saying, now is a time when things are shifting, and come on, man, I, I can't see where I'm going. No, I'm just kidding. We're going, to, uh, we're going to, there's going to be a new world order out there. 
and we've got to lead it, and we've got to unite the rest of the free world in doing it. I'm surprised he honestly he got, he got that much out. Just I'm not talking shit. I'm being dead serious. I'm honestly surprised he got that much out. So, Mr. Biden warned the CEOs assembled in Washington that Russia could retaliate with further cyber attacks against the West and use chemical weapons against Ukrainian civilians or the American people. So, ladies and gentlemen, if um, you're wondering, if you're just wondering, oh, well, that's nothing. If any of my new viewers are coming on, oh, well, that's just, that's just Biden being, you know, Biden. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to watch this video as well. Objective. New world order can emerge. A new era. Freer from the threat of terror. Stronger in the pursuit of justice. And more secure in the quest for peace. An era in which the nations of the world, east and west, north and south, can prosper and live in harmony. A hundred generations have searched for this elusive path to peace, while a thousand wars raged across the span of human endeavor. And today that new world is struggling to be born. A world quite different from the one we've known. A world where the rule of law supplants the rule of the jungle. A world in which nations recognize the shared responsibility for freedom and justice. A world where the strong respect the rights of the weak. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. A world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. What is at stake is more than one small country. It is a big idea, a new world order, where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind peace and security, freedom and the rule of law. Such is a world worthy of our struggle and worthy of our children's future. And now we can see a new world coming into view. A world in which there is the very real prospect of a new world order. In the words of Winston Churchill, a world order in which the principles of justice and fair play protect the weak against the strong. A world where the United Nations, freed from Cold War stalemate, is poised to fulfill the historic vision of its founders. Yeah. So um, you, we have to understand, like I said, guys, we have to stop assuming that everything, every, it's all conspiracy theories. Like, like I, I've said this once, let me say it again, guys. I, I, I can remember so many different times, so many different people that are honestly the same people that are talking about how, oh, how um, progressive they are nowadays. The same people that think they're so far ahead of the curve because they want to date a black boyfriend, never considering the fact that they would literally be the racist-ass white girl if this was in the 70s. 
Because all you're doing, all, all people are doing is following the trend. You're only getting mad about what they want you to get mad about. And as soon as someone else, like Subliminal Message Studios, as soon as we start telling you about what's going on in Yemen, your subconscious mind has already convinced yourself, oh, well, they don't matter. Because of what CNN, what the mainstream establishment wants you to be mad about. You're not choosing to get mad about Mr. Biden completely, completely eradicating our energy resources. And he has Chucky going on on screen talking about, oh, well, the oil companies have thousands of oil reserves. They're not drilling them. No, they've already drilled them. There's no oil there. And now you're not allowing oil companies to drill anywhere. You're shutting down any kind of fracking to happen. Any kind of new nuclear um, uh, base reaction or nuclear base um, uh, factory that could get built up and bring us multiple massive amounts of free energy. Oh, you're shutting that down. But what are you allowing Ukraine to do right now? They can build as many nuclear factories as they want. They can build, and they are too, they can build as many energy plants as they want. Hell, keep on putting a bunch of towers and uh, uh, um, big big freaking antennas in the sky. We don't care because it's not about decentralizing Ukraine. It's about getting rid of the West. Do you see what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen? So we are about ready to go on the preparedness hour, guys. But once again, please share these videos everywhere. Get this information honestly, honest to God everywhere you go because what we are facing is mass extermination in the Western world. And Britain is going to step away from us just like we made them step away from us beating their asses next time. I don't know how else to say that. This is not a game, ladies and gentlemen. It's not a game. And I hope I hope to God that you are preparing, which is why, like I said, we're going to start really, really trying our hardest to get further into the preparedness hours and really, really try to, uh, like I said, bring those to an hour and a half, up to two hours. And I cannot wait for the um, new uh, guests that we're going to have. So look out for those shows coming up, guys. And I will see you on the other side, guys. I will see you on this side. So this is Subliminal Message Studios. As always, I'm your host, Leonardo. Please don't forget to share these videos everywhere. Like, subscribe, and if you can't donate, guys, um, we are trying to grow this show to a maximum potential. It really, really can't be.